0: Hi, I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, cross-stitch, sometimes knitting, what I'm reading and watching, and a little bit about self-care, productivity, and keeping a cozy, organized home. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so grab yours and let's settle in for a chat. This is episode 96 Welcome, friends. How are you? Here I am back two weeks since my last podcast, and I was struggling to come up with things to talk about. (laughs) So um, let's start with uh, having a fun beverage to settle in with. I'm drinking Harnian Sons Cherry Blossom Tea, which I absolutely love. It's a green tea with this cherry blossom essence, which um, I don't usually like. Um flavored teas but this one is um, lovely and I can't wait to have another cup of this later on today this afternoon we are currently experiencing here in Southern California in late November or I guess it's more like mid November Santa Ana winds or east winds and it's awful (laughs) it's dry humidity I checked yesterday was 15 percent it's hot and windy and everything outside is just uh, crispy and dry and blah. <laughs> and the thing about Santa Ana Winds is it kind of makes everybody a little bit crazy. Everyone's irritable. It's because we're all like, we're, we're dry and you just like feel off. Um, I remember years ago, my hairdresser saying that everyone comes in and gets a haircut during Santa Ana Winds because they're like, I can't stand it because, yeah, it's just your hair is different. My hair, I have like really curly, fine hair and it is like, it's straight. I used to love it when I was a kid because I could blow dry it out straight and it would stay straight and um, because there's just no humidity to make it do what it really wants to do. So I loved it as a kid. Now I just feel like, I don't feel like myself. So on that happy note, (laughs) I just, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for some rain and uh, uh, the return of normal weather. So Thanksgiving's coming up, for those of you in the in the U.S., and um, yeah, so I've got my kids. I'm recording this on a Sunday. Kids are all coming home together. Tuesday night, we'll all work and do school together or whatever on, um, on Wednesday, and then that afternoon, I'm hoping to kind of bail out of work early and make some pies. I've never really gotten to get in on that whole thing where big families get together and you just bring one dish. Yeah, we we're basically always hosting, um, whether it's for my extended family, which we've done several times, but not, not lately, or it's just our family. And and that's fine. I love it. Just, you know, being our immediate family. I've got no problem with that, except for we have to do all the cooking. (laughs) So, um, Chloe and I will make pies the night before. Um, I'll probably make the cranberry sauce the night before. And I thought of something else yesterday, I'm like, oh, I could do that the night before. I've got all the recipes pulled. I've actually kept records of what we have made for Thanksgiving um, for, I don't know, I would need to look back at least 15 years with notes about what worked and what didn't. Like, I don't like the Trader Joe's stuffing. <laughs> That's a note. Um, and in the last few years, um, in my kind of quest to, to simplify holidays so that they don't seem oppressive... Um, and that I get the joy out of them, I've, I've knocked two dishes off of um, our Thanksgiving menu that I had, you know, associations with, but nobody in my family really loved, and that is sweet potatoes, um, or sweet potato casserole, and green bean casserole, which I actually do really like, but it's, those are two very rich, um, you know, side dishes. And, um, I, the kids never really loved them. And I just kind of felt like everything was rich, rich, rich for Thanksgiving. So I don't do those anymore. And I do what I, I would do for Christmas, which I still just do for Christmas. And that is, um, I said, steam up green beans, um, a little less than done, cook up some, chop up some bacon, um, cook the, re- the green beans the rest of the way in, um, the the bacon fat with the bacon and with some slivered almonds on top and that is delicious and it's um you know it's still celebratory we don't put bacon and nuts in all our normal side dishes (laughs) you know during the year so it still feels special and it's delicious and a little lighter so um and it's so much easier to make than those two big casseroles that you have to time in the in the oven and, and all that so I'm just always looking for ways to uh, you know, uh, figure out what's important so that um, you know everyone can enjoy the holiday. We're also doing something I did last year, which is a—it's like a—it's actually called like Christmas pomegranate salad because it's very green and red. But it's uh, like a. Oh, I've got two versions of it. One is a um, like salad greens, and one is just spinach um, with some uh, nuts. And some blue cheese and cranberry, dried cranberries, and then like this cran, dried cranberry um, balsamic vinaigrette. So that's my quest to have some sort of a salad on the table, but still is um, lovely. And pomegranate seeds. Did I say that? So um, yeah. So that that'll be good. So when we when these holidays come around, um, there's always the question since my sewing space is the dining room. I usually, you know clear that stuff up and we we have our meal in there but um i think this year we're gonna just have it at the kitchen table so i don't have to you know go tear all that down even though i haven't really been using it very much between you and me um i still don't want to tear it down so we're gonna we're gonna try that this year and see how that feels we actually usually do thanksgiving in the dining room and then christmas we will do it at the kitchen table so i don't know so we'll see um, I'm so up in the air about what to do with the different spaces in my home. <laughs> my big, one of my big projects for 2023 is to uh, get the two kids' bedrooms. I have three kids. The boys always shared. Um, but so I have these two bedrooms that I want to repaint and repair and um, buy beds and, and make them work for our family going forward with people, you know, Ben coming home still for a few more years, hopefully at, at Christmas. I mean, yes, Christmas and summer, you know, this is still his home. He has not left the nest. So I want a good space for him. And then I want to be able to accommodate, you know, all three kids when they come home. And, um, it's just, it, we're just not set up in a, in a great way for that. And I keep I keep talking to people like, what should we do? And then this, I'm at cross purposes with using the room that I'm recording in right now, which is my daughter's room. Um, and, and now actually Ben has claimed this room too. So who knows whose room this is? It was historically <laughs> uh, Chloe's room. But I kind of want to make this my sewing space. It's, the, it's got better light than the other room. The other room has a beautiful window but it's uh, north facing so the light isn't as good as this room but if I put a bed in here so that um you know like a queen size bed then there's really no room to ever make this a sewing space and so ah, there's just a lot I feel like there's just a lot of decisions about <laughs> I'd kind of like to get out of the the dining room but I'm just not sure what the right space is so that is just that I'm going to wrestle through all of that um for 2023 and get things repainted and repaired and in and, and good shape. And while the kids are home for Thanksgiving weekend, that's when we will start getting down the Christmas stuff um, because it's always nice to have help with that, especially with two six foot four boys. So um, that'll be good. And on um, my husband and saying, I know it's early, but I think as long as the boys are here, I'm going to put up the outside Christmas lights because it's, you know, he, he, they're like three inches taller than him and it's so much easier for him <laughs> them to reach things than him so I think we'll get that up and what I usually do I, I fell into this at some point uh, in the last five years we have an artificial tree and I will set it up it's pre-lit and I will just that will be like the only thing that I have set up for a while and then um, I like the idea of decorating slowly but I also feel like you know I, I do clear out a lot of my normal decor Um, that was a rookie mistake I made early on, um, after we were married is just putting the Christmas decorations sort of on top of the normal decorations. And I realized, no, I just need to clear out a lot of the normal decor for Christmas stuff. So that makes it a little bit harder to do. It's easier to do in one fell swoop, take down all, you know, I only decorate really two rooms, the, the, um, family room where we spend our time and then the front room, which is the, um, is it's really my office now. It's you know, the living room. So, um so it's just easier to do all together. But I, I do like just having that uh, lit tree. And then even when I do decorate the house, I often wait till the kids come home to decorate the tree. Um, Even though I, I, that started when um I think Chloe went away to college and I just wanted to wait for her to do it. But honestly, I don't think any of them really care about it, but I like the help. So anyways, the holidays are, are coming at us like a freight train here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am trying not to feel stressed out about it, which is my default way to feel about the holidays. And I don't like that, to be honest with you. All right, that is enough of the chit chat. Let's um, get into the quilting segment. But before we do, I want to thank Thatch Quarter Shop once again for sponsoring the podcast. Fat Quarter Shop is a one-stop show for quilting fabrics and supplies for quilters around the world. They stock quilt shop quality fabrics, pre-cuts, quilt kits, patterns, notions, and as we know, even cross-stitch supplies. So now the Fat Quarter Shop invites you to join in the 2023 charity quilt along, which is called the Bountiful Quilt and stitch-along. This charity quilt-along benefits the Make a Wish of Central and South Texas. You can join in by making this bright sampler quilt overflowing with Springs Bounty. It was designed by Cori Yoder, featuring her fabric collection called Sunwashed. And have you seen Sunwashed? I love Cori Yoder. Sunwashed is beautiful. And she designs for Moda fabrics. There is also a lovely cross stitch pattern as well, so I'm going to have to figure out which one of those I want to do. So this is how the fundraiser razor works. Um, Fat Quarter Shop offers the patterns as free downloads during the event for a suggested donation of $10 each, which goes to the Make-A-Wish Foundation and then Fat Quarter Shop matches and and, um, they raise a lot of money for this great charity. You can also just make one larger, a one-time $50 donation, totally up to you. No amount is too small, every bit counts. The Quilt Along will run from February to September and they will publish a new pattern on the Jolly Jabber blog on the first Friday of each month so you've got plenty of time to to make those blocks. If you want to make the exact quilt um, as it's shown on the Fat Quarter Shop blog, you can reserve a quilt kit right now and um, they expect those to ship in January. Of course I will put a link in the show notes so that you can check all of this out and I encourage you to join in. All right, let's talk quilting. All right, as, as, as well established, I'm in a bit of a quilting funk. I'm slowly working on that low-volume quilt that I talked about last podcast. Um, Six-inch squares of low-volume fabric, and I'm just doing stitch-and-flip corners on two diagonal corners so that when you put them together, they'll kind of look like little um, butterflies or something. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how I'm feeling about that quilt. I'm just, yeah, it's, it's kind of a placeholder right now. I just really need to find a pattern that I'm feeling really inspired by. And I just haven't quite found that yet. Or maybe I need to find, I keep wanting to work from my stash, but maybe I really just need to find a line that I'm really inspired by. And that will, will send me in the right direction. So I'm still just, you know, slogging away at that, to be honestly, to be honest. Um, One thing I was thinking about though, Fat Quarter Shop, who does so many quilt alongs, is also doing a quilt along right now. It just started. So it's not too late to join in. And it is based out of the book, Simply Half Yards, which I believe I talked about last episode. And it's got a lot of cute quilts in here um, for helping you use up some, you know, like if you bought a half yard bundle or if you really love um, a particular line and you want to really see it because I think that the pieces are a little bit bigger in this book. um, They're doing a quilt along called Simply Stars. And what they've done is take star block patterns from this book, Simply Half Yards, from several different quilts and then put them into one large sampler quilt. And honestly, I don't, there's a lot of times that I don't love sampler quilts, but this one's very pretty. It's very pretty and it's got the center medallion. Here, I'm going to bring it up on my, I, on one of my tabs as I talk to you about it. Um, yeah, so they've got a really um, great center block um that's a very large it is actually it's one of the quilts that i said okay maybe i should make this quilt because i really like this this center block and then um the four corners are this cool uh star block called origami If you've seen those um Have you seen those Christmas ornaments where people make them with fabric and they fold them into like this little origami star as a Christmas ornament? That's what this pieced block looks like. And then there's some sawtooth stars and yeah, you know, just a number of other star blocks to to fill out the whole thing. And now I'm looking at it. Maybe I should make this quilt. Anyways, there is a, it's a quilt along. It's going on now. It just started in mid-November. I'm now looking at the dates and it finishes up. If you follow along with their timing, which of course you are not obligated to do, it, um, it, it finishes up by December 21st. So even before Christmas, you could technically, um, you know, get this done before Christmas if that's what you wanted. So that's kind of on the list. Uh, You know, I'm trying to be kind to myself right now because my work is, um, kind of intense. I'm putting in more hours. My, um, I work as a, um, I have my own little business as, I shouldn't say little business, I have my own business doing marketing um, for a group of people that all sell the same software package in the manufacturing industry. It's the strangest thing. It's like I kind of made up my own little niche business And certain times of year get really busy, and end of year, um, there's a software release, and then there's a whole bunch of pressure on these companies to sell a lot, so there's more marketing. So things are just busy for me right now, which is a shame. I would like them to be busy at another time of the year that's not the holidays. Um, So I'm just trying to say, you know what, you don't have to do a bunch of extra stuff right now. You're putting in a lot of hours, um, so just be kind. So I encourage you to do the same if you know. We don't have to, you know, start a million things at the holidays. We can do that at times of year where things aren't so crazy. Um, But, uh, so yeah, so I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking about that one. I'm also, I've talked big for like many, many years about that um, quilt pattern called Only One um, that uses, uh, by Orange Dot Quilts, that uses like panels, and I have a Christmas panel. But I just not, have not felt inspired to make a Christmas quilt. But maybe once we get past um uh, thanksgiving and i get some christmas decorations up maybe i will feel a little bit more inspired that way we will see made no progress on my um hand quilting my bonnie and camille quilts and that's because all my um hand work time is um, being taken up with knitting and cross stitch and that's okay you know i will I will fall out of love with those things at one point and then I'll be happy to be back to hand stitching. So so that's kind of what's going on quilting-wise. Um, you know what I would love to know is what are you guys working on? Um, if you are in the Simple Handmade Everyday Facebook group, which um, I have not done a great job of <laughs> putting a lot of new content there I'm sorry I'm it's all mixed up with my my feelings about social media right now but if you're in that Facebook group um I encourage you post what you're working on you know I would like really like that to be a space where everyone's just sharing um and and some people do um but not just reacting to necessarily things that I post I would love um for you guys to get talking to each other so there's my challenge to you guys um Post what you're working on in that, in that group. It doesn't have to be a beautiful staged photo. Just, you know, show me the quilt you're working on so that you can help me get get out of this funk. On the cross-stitch side of things, I don't have a lot to, to report. Um, I'm still working on the Flea Market Flowers pattern by Lori Holt, published by Fat Quarter Shop. It's the Scandinavian flowers. And I'm absolutely loving the way it's coming out. I'm just about halfway. It's a large project and I am perfectly happy to keep stitching on that. I know they're in the cross stitching industry or whatever those, what would you call that? Community. Um, it's, it's very popular to be working on a million things and I can't do it. I just, I just want to keep plugging away (laughs) at this, at this one, um, project because I'm really enjoying it. But if I am in a situation where, um, I'm making mistakes or I'm trying to watch a show that requires me to pay a little closer attention or something like that. I've learned to just set that down and pick up some knitting. Um, and so that's what I've been doing. So I'm working on the flea market flowers. Here's some things I'm thinking about, um, is we don't, you know, we need more ornaments. Like we need a hole in the head around here. Um, but there are so many cute Christmas ornaments and there's, um, uh, this uh, fabric designer the, the Prairie Schooler and apparently they put out like a Santa cross stitch pattern every year and people are into stitching these and and I am mildly interested in that but they've also put out a, a bunch of mini Santas that are look like they would probably be about three inches square and I've been thinking about um, buying that pattern and stitching some of those and it may be one for our tree but also you know, we um give away I've really I've, I've, I've uh, called this list over the years but we make fudge um, and that's what we give away to like neighbors and, and close friends is, is fudge and I thought it would be really cute to make you know a little a little ornament like that just as part of the tag um, it could even just be a tag like I was thinking about making them little pillows yeah, I might do that. So, anyways, I was thinking about buying that because that would be a fun. And they're very these kind of um, old-fashioned-looking Santas. I'll put a link in the show notes. But they're they're very cute. And I've got a whole big wish list on the Fat Quarter Shop right now. And they they sell that pattern. And so I might need to place an order. I like to make sure I've got a few things so that that. Uh, that shipping cost, you know, spreads out over a few few items. And Fat Quarter Shop is like they are having all kinds of sales these days. So I, I keep checking my wish list for things that I have put on that list. Are they going on sale yet? Haven't found one yet, but I'm sure they'll they'll hit my list soon. <laughs> so um, so that's kind of it. Oh, the other thing about um, cross stitch is, you know, I've talked a lot about I don't know what to do with these little cross stitch um, projects. you know what I've learned is a lot of people just stitch them up and throw them in a bin because they don't know what to do with them either. But I do like the idea of doing these little small things. And, um, I think for Christmas, I'm going to ask for a dough bowl, which is like a, a wooden, I've got a couple favorited on Etsy right now. So let's just say it's about a, uh, oblong, like say 18 to 20 inches long and like eight inches wide and it's kind of hand carved um a shallow bowl I guess the idea is that you could um let dough rise in there and it would be this you know kind of like the shape of a loaf of bread I'm not 100% sure what the real use of dough bowls are (laughs) but people in the cross stitch community fill them with little projects and I have a perfect place that I could have something like that I could change out during different times of the year Won't maybe always have cross stitch stuff in it but um you know, it, it would be cute to have little things like that. It's especially, a lot, there's a lot, a lot of cute fall, um, you know, patterns and stuff. So I'm kind of thinking about uh, a dough bowl. All right, let's talk knitting a bit. So I have really been working on my elementary wrap, um, that pattern from Pearl Soho lately because I, I learned that, again, when I'm cross-stitching and I'm starting to make mistakes or it's too dim or whatever, the elementary wrap, you know, it's just basically knit, 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 knit flip it over, pearl, pearl, purl, 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 purl. It's, it's very mindless and, um, but still something fun to do with your hands. And I'm loving the way this um, linen quill yarn is knitting up. So I'm excited to make some progress on, on that this year. I still may not finish it. but that's totally fine I I love having the project and I also I could knit some more socks I either need to knit some more socks or I need to learn how to darn the socks that I have because I've worn holes in like three pairs of my hand knitted socks which kind of makes me sick and now I'm realizing do I still have uh, like the matching yarn to even darn them. So I don't know how to darn socks. So that might be something that I need to learn to do if I'm going to go to the time and expense of knitting socks. But um, yeah, I have a bad habit of just in the winter, fall and winter, is just wearing socks around the house. um, And I will wear right through them. So I need to kind of figure that out. The other thing, and I will do a full review on this next week, but um, I was recently sent a book called The Lopa Pesa sweater. Lopa Pesa. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> I actually looked up how to say it and I've already forgotten. It is a style of sweater from Iceland. So this is a book, it's a, it's a knitting book and it's got um, this particular style of sweater and many different patterns. So um, it's a very Scandinavian style, the type of sweater that has the um, kind of like a, I would say it's a fair isle. A design on the yoke. Fair Isle meaning um, like there's often many different stripes of color or, or motifs but you only in any one band of the motif you're only using two colors at a time. So that's what Fair Isle is and that looks like that kind of abide, abides by that. Um, so they're beautiful sweaters um, and the one on the cover has this you know motif on the yoke and then also on the cuffs and on the rib you know, the, the band on the bottom. And what's cool about it is they do it, um, as a pullover sweater. There's a version that buttons, there's a version that zips, there's a version, um, with a hood, like just so many, um, ways and uh, so many interpretations of the sweater, lots of different motifs. And, um, I haven't had time, but I am so looking forward to reading this book because it actually, it just, it reads like a coffee table book. Um, it's, all about Iceland. There's a whole section on just, you know, on Iceland and, and the different areas there, um, what inspired them to um, come up with these this style. And um, it just, it really dives into different um, areas in Iceland, which is really on a bucket list for me. My daughter, when she did a, a semester abroad in Norway, um, she uh, got together with a number of other girls who were doing the same, um, trip so that they could fly over together. And they flew to Iceland and stayed there for, you know, like three or four days before going to Norway. And, um, it's just, it's, it's amazing. That, that was a, one of those weird situations when I was dropping her off at the airport. Um, I ran into Kelly from Super Buzzy, who was this amazing um, in-person store in Ventura, California, but also has a great online store. She owns that and I I had met her before and she and her family were going to Iceland. And it's just like this huge, you know, national park, basically the whole (laughs) continent's like a national park with, um, a lot of volcanoes and you know sort of black sand beaches things like that so so anyways um I just got this book it looks beautiful maybe this will inspire me to knit one of these sweaters I've only knit one sweater and that was the Weasley sweater from the Charmed Knits book when um when Jonah was little um and it had the J you know on the front and everything the little initial like the Weasleys so um maybe this is what I need to to kind of stretch my knitting skills I'm not great with color work um Yeah, I tried some, these mittens before Chloe went to Norway and it was kind of a big, big fail for me. So I need to get back to those. So I'll have a more of a a complete review about this knitting book uh, next podcast. Let's move on to books. You know, what's funny is I know I read and listen to a lot of books, but I was out to dinner with a group of friends. I still have this group of high school friends um, that we celebrate each other's birthdays with dinner because I I live in the town next door from, from where I grew up, grew up and one of them said you know like does anybody have any book recommendations like or no no it wasn't that it was more like what is like the best book you read in the last few years and i was completely like just blank slate just could not come up with a single book <laughs> I mean I did tell her of course how much I love Louise Penny but it's like that's I kind of wanted one book and as I was driving home I'm like oh I should have talked about my the Ann Patchett books I've been reading it was just so funny it was just like I don't know I would need to check my show notes for that Holly (laughs) but isn't that the way it goes so I did finish um book nine in the stitched in crime series which I've talked about the last several podcasts um they're definitely cozy mysteries, but I think they're really well done. Like I will be the first to admit that some of the cozy mysteries I read are pretty lightweight, but and I'm not saying this isn't lightweight, but um, it's it's they're very thoughtful. So um, there's there's a whole cross stitch theme to them. Cross stitch plays the most minor role ever in it, um, so don't be put off by that. But um, just a, about a, a woman who runs a salvage business, and as they're she's always like tearing down houses and stuff for her salvage business, you know. There's always a body, <laughs> which turns into a whole mystery. But they're really fun. They are very fun. Um, last week, maybe I talked about the Thursday Murder Club. Um, I, uh, a friend had recommended that, and I got it as an audiobook, and um, I was enjoying it, but I was too slow on it and uh, the Libby took it away from me because it's a popular series right now so I'm hoping to get back to that but I think I feel like I can recommend the Thursday Murder Club I've talked about it in another podcast so I won't go into that except for the fact it's a bunch of retirees that get together to try to uh, solve to go over unsolved murders and I'll talk about it more when I actually finish the whole book um so I'm kind of at a place now where I haven't finished a bunch of stuff, so I can just tell you what I'm um, <laughs> what I'm currently reading. Um, I just finally um, got through Libby, French Braid by Ann Tyler. I love Ann Tyler, um, and I'm just barely into that book. It's been also a very popular book, so I need to be on it because I know they will take it away from me <laughs> in two or three weeks. So I am definitely looking forward to that. I think that's a big kind of book club book this year. I'm never on the cutting edge of these books, to be honest with you. And then the other book that I'm reading also just, I'm just kind of starting it, so I can't tell you a lot, but it was recommended by my friend Francis um, over at the Off-Kilter Quilt. As you know, we're doing this, um, you may not know, why do I say that? We are doing a joint blog called The Empty Nest Chronicles, and our last post uh, was called, I think, Pruning Season. And we were just talking about uh, things in our lives that, um, you know, we don't like need a big revamp in our lives. But what are some things that we can prune out of our lives so that we have um, more energy to go into the places that um, are more meaningful? Social media is one of those those things, uh, I think, for, for me anyways. And uh, Francis recommended a book called um, The Life We're Looking For, Reclaiming Relationship in a Technological World by Andy Crouch. Of course, I will put a link in the show notes, and I, um, I'm i not too far in it, but that's it's exactly what it's about is is how relationships suffer um, when we've got this little device in our hand that is completely curated to addict us. It, it just, it, you know, it, it, it's feed, the algorithms of social media are are created to keep you in the app to keep you clicking to keep you going it's it's just like um, you know little little sugary snacks for our brain or salty snacks whichever one to to keep us um, scrolling and um, so I'm enjoying that so um, I I can't tell you uh, so these are just like this is what I'm reading not so much uh, big recommendations for you for things that I've finished on the TV side of things, oh, my husband and I are watching Designated Survivor. Talk about uh, a show that's curated to keep you clicking, <laughs> keep you next episode, next episode. Um, but we're enjoying it. Um, it is a show, it's, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, remember him, is the, is the main character. So the premise of the show is that when the president does the State of the Union, um. At the Capitol building, you've got the president, the vice president, all of Congress, and all of the Supreme Court. you got all three branches of government in the same building at the same time. So they pull out one member from, uh, I don't know if it's always from the cabinet. In this case, it's from the cabinet to stay behind at the White House as the designated survivor in case anything happens. So, of course, something happens. Uh, somebody bombs the Capitol building, and basically everybody is wiped out the executive branch, the legislative branch, the judicial branch is all gone. And you've got Kiefer Sutherland, who was the cabinet secretary of of HUD um, is now president. And um, obviously that's a lot for one person. <laughs> and so the I think there's already 3 seasons and they're I don't know it's I'm I'm always surprised when I come across a show that's got 21 episodes in a season um because I feel like they don't do that anymore but it does nice. So I think there's 3 seasons, 21 episodes. So we're we're still in the first season, but it is so easy to, you know, go, you want to watch the next one? You want to watch the next one? There's just it's a lot of drama, kind of some action. Um it's so, it's it's a fun show. So, um which sounds crazy when, you know, obviously everyone's died, but it's it's uh, it's been fun for my husband and I to watch. And then I was so excited to find out that Doc Martin has a new season. So if you're on Acorn, season 10 of Doc Martin just recently dropped and it's going to be the very last season. But uh, it is so fun. I've just watched, I, mean, I think, two episodes. It's so fun to get back to Port Wyn. Uh, it is such a bucket list thing for me to go to Cornwall, and I think it's called Port Isaac. is the is the real city that that was filmed in. And and it, I feel like that city plays in many different shows. I think maybe Fisherman Friends, the movie was filmed there. It's just it's so iconic to me. I feel like I could find my way around <laughs> that city, that little village, I should call it. So. Um, it's making me want to do when I finish this season, I might just like go back to the beginning and rewatch the whole, the whole series. Um, and if you don't know what Doc Martin is, um, it's this uh, very um, highfalutin surgeon from London um, develops a blood phobia. And so he all of a sudden can't perform surgery anymore. So he is, goes to this very um, tiny a village called Port Wynn, where he takes over being the the local GP there thinking this would be easier he um clearly is let's just as they say on the spectrum he's uh, very, he's not social he's he understand doesn't understand social cues at all but he's a brilliant doctor and um so it is all about the all these crazy characters in this village and and his interactions is very uh, cranky interactions with them um, but it's, which makes it all very funny and the scenery is gorgeous and um there's a character Louisa who was a school teacher and I just would like to pluck out her outfits of, of every season and um, she she has this way of wearing skirts and sweaters that are so adorable so um so anyways Doc Martin highly recommend it such a fun totally British show. Okay last episode I talked about the fact that Three Pines um, based on the Louise Penny novels, is a Amazon Prime TV show coming out, I think it's December 2nd, so like soon. And Susan said, you should do a watch party. And I was like, what is a watch party? <laughs> so <laughs> Look this up. I talked to my children, I need to do a test run. Who would be interested in doing a watch party, which would mean that everybody to do a watch party on Amazon Prime, you have to own Amazon Prime. But I can... I don't know. I'm going to need to run a test. I can start it and there's a chat. We can all chat. It's like we're all watching it at the same time and we can chat about it live. Um, And I'm going to put a poll in the Simple Handmade Everyday Facebook group, not the page, the private group. So if you're, if you want to vote join that to see if there's any interest in this Um, it's 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 okay either way with me if you just want to watch it on your own that's totally fine but it would be kind of fun to do it together Um, and so maybe when all the kids are home I will do some test runs so I can figure out how this goes Um, but I think what would happen is that I would set this up and then I would send a link so maybe I would put a link in the Facebook group and say if you want to be in on the watch group the watch party Here's, um, here's the link and we'll see how that goes. So I'll be putting a poll out to see if there's any interest there. But thank you to Susan for coming up with this idea. It's very fun. I'm very excited about this show, but also nervous that they're going to ruin like my favorite series of books. All right, as we move into our last segment here, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I was struggling with what to talk about here because uh, life's just been a little bit strange over here. Yeah, my computer is about to die. So let's finish this sucker up. <laughs> Basically, what I want to uh, talk a little bit about is just prepping for Advent. Now, if you, if you don't celebrate Christmas, um, I totally get that. We can just consider this kind of prepping for the change of seasons and, and the holidays in general. Um, but specifically about Advent, there's a couple things I wanted to recommend. Um, I have a book Called Shadow and Light by Tish Oxenrider, and she used to run the blog Simple Mom. She's a phenomenal writer, and she put out this beautiful book um, called Shadow and Light. That's uh, that's kind of an Advent devotional, and there she has a playlist on Spotify. So it has elements of music, art, and um, and then some you know some scripture and some you know um, sort of essays each day and um, I'm looking forward to pulling that out I don't always make do it every day but it is a great resource to have out there on the on the coffee table for me to pick up when I have time so that's um I, I, I love that I've talked about it on in previous years and the other thing that I recently bought I might have told you guys this already is the Jackie Lawson um advent calendar so this is a digital advent calendar it's not religious but it's something that you can download you can do it on your phone tablet computer and um she's an illustrator and so it's this little app that you download this year it, it's always in a different location I um, one i think last year's had like a nordic theme um or in one year it was in london this year it's in sussex and there's 25 days of little things you can do so you log in on that day and there's a little um uh, a little animation that you watch. There's usually, you're looking for something, um, this, like, a, you scroll through all the, the beautiful s- scene that she set up to find these little hidden things. There's usually, there's a place to go, um, where you can play little games, you know, that, um, that, that are fun. I'm not really into computer games, but I always play these little games. It's just the most delightful and, little thing to do with your coffee in the morning. And it costs like seven ninety nine. So I'll put a link in the show notes. But um, she also does a digital birthday cards and things like that. I've never done any of that. But for the last, this will be the third um, advent calendar of Jackie Lawson's that I've purchased. And I've really, um, I love them. They're so much fun. And then, um, yeah, last uh, episode, I linked to a blog post from many years ago that inspired me to well it did inspire me it it gave me the idea that it would be so cool to just to um, get up early and just do some deep cleaning in, in the house in preparation for Advent. Now, have I done that? Absolutely not. But I'm still thinking about it <laughs> because um, I'm very good about keeping up with surface cleaning. But as I do my surface cleaning, I'm beginning to really see the areas of the house that need something a little bit deeper. And so I was just thinking that it would be nice. Maybe I'll I just get up early and, um, you know, put on some Christmas music or something and, Um, just, you know, hit one room at a time and do, you know, fix some things that are kind of bothering me on the, on the deep cleaning level before I layer a bunch of Christmas stuff on top of it. So I guess what I want to say is just, I'm encouraging you to figure out what are the things about the upcoming holidays that, um, give you a little bit of friction that stress you out and, and maybe start thinking about ways to, um, you know, ask yourself the question, what can I do now so that things will be easier later for me? Um, and, and so that's what I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm basically in preparation mode before we hit, hit it all (laughs) hard in our just in, in the middle of the, of the Christmas mayhem, the holiday mayhem. Um, so I guess that's about it for this week. Um, there's no new, um, reviews to talk about, um, which is fine, but I do encourage you, if you enjoy the podcast, pop over to whatever your podcast, uh, reader or or list devices, and uh, whether it's Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, or whatever, and rate and review the podcast. If I miss your review, I'm so sorry. I really try to thank everyone that does that. And sometimes I think when people, uh, leave reviews, uh, In certain places, I don't always see them, so I apologize for that. As always, um, I put links to, um, I I like to say, everything that I talk about, at least most of the things I talk about in the show notes over on the blog, Simple Handmade Every Day. I'm on Instagram as Kristen Esser. And please consider joining the Simple Handmade Every Day Facebook group so that we can keep the conversation going. Happy holidays and have a wonderful week.